everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Colorado Health Coach. My name is Elizabeth, and if you don't already know, I am a certified health and life coach from Southern Colorado. Before I dive into today's topic, I'm going to say my appreciation or insight for this episode. So for this episode, I'm actually going to be shouting out my mother. Growing up, I actually, okay, so I actually talked to my roommate about this within the last hour. She and I recently just got a dog. His name is Blue. He's two months old as of, let me see, May 29th. And he is a chocolate German short-haired pointer. He is the most adorable little hunting dog you could ever see, you could ever imagine. And I just love him to bits. And my roommate and I were talking about how we grew up. And she had a family dog named JJ. And it was so different compared to my family life growing up because we never had a dog. And I would, I remember always begging my mom, always begging her, always begging my dad every single birthday, every single Christmas for a dog. And the dog never happened. And, you know, I got, I grew older and older and I just realized and accepted the fact that I was never going to have a dog while I was living at home. Fast forward to now, essentially, I now have a dog. We've had him for two weeks. As of yesterday, it's been two weeks. We've had, no, as of yesterday, we've had him for one week. Absolutely have fallen in love with him. So adorable. I grew up never having a dog. Always wanting one. So desperately wanting one. And now that I'm an adult and I actually have one, I look back on my childhood and realize, you know, I was so selfish wanting a dog when I wasn't going to be the one to take care of the dog. And I never realized it at the time, but I do now actually, you know, taking care of the dog, taking care of the puppy, you know, and essentially being, I'm not comparing it to motherhood, but it's like a small taste of what being a mother is really like. So if you kind of want a test run to see if you're ready, like, if you already have a dog and you rock at it, you know, I feel like you're going to do just fine because I feel like it's just a test in patience and a test in character. And I don't know. This is as far into motherhood as I'm willing to get at this point in my life. I'm 23 and I honestly don't see myself having children until I'm like in my early 30s. So 10 years from now, maybe. But right now, it's just not the right time. But, you know, who knows? Life is a roller coaster. Things change. But I realized how reasonable my mother was. You know, she grew up on a farm. She grew up with animals. And, you know, she was just over it. And I understand that now that I'm an adult. And I told her even recently like thank you for not letting us get a dog you know because first of all she cared for my grandmother you know my my dad's mom so her mother-in-law she cared for her when I was a baby then you know it was just me and then my brother came along and then she was caring for not so much me anymore because I was already uh, I want to say sophomore junior and senior year of high school my grandmother you know, her mom actually moved in with us when we helped take care of her. We were her, we helped be her caregivers. And I realized it would have just been so unfair and unreasonable and unrealistic 
to ask that of her. So I just want to tell my mom, thank you for like using the power of no, you know, and you're not, it's not always a negative thing because she used it to benefit everyone's life in the long run. Like, no, I didn't have a dog growing up, but now like wanting it so badly and I finally have it, it's so satisfying and it makes me want to be a better puppy parent even more. You know what I mean? And it just makes me so much more excited because I can financially take care of my dog. I can, you know, do it all on my own. But it's nice that I have the help of my roommate, you know, both mentally, emotionally, financially, because she and I went in on this dog together. So I just want to tell my mom, thank you. for. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about communication skills. And communication skills is something that we all learn from a very young age learning how to interact with the world physically as well as verbally. But everyone is different and there are ways you can improve your communication skills throughout your life. One of my closest and dearest friends and I actually have problems communicating with one another. This sounds so strange because he's just one of the best people and one of the closest people in my life. And yet sometimes our communication is not on the same level. And he and I actually had to have had to have a talk about it as recently as today. You know, I love him. I would like be devastated if he was out of my life, but our communication skills are just not up to par. I'm a very emotional person, whereas he is not. He is not at all. He's very logical and strong-headed, which I am as well, but he is so in a more intellectual way and he's much more serious than I. This can sometimes result in he and I butting heads and not communicating as well as we should. Which brings me to my fact versus fabricated. So in this episode, fact versus fabricated, we'll be addressing if misinterpretation creates miscommunication and misunderstanding. The short answer is yes. Our minds make communication cloudy and more complicated than it needs to be. This is without personal awareness. So if an individual, however, has personal awareness, you can actively monitor your own thought patterns. Effective communicators are not the people who are the most educated or intelligent, but rather individuals who accurately filter and interpret facts that can be formed into clear responses. So with my friend and I, he is more skilled at this than I because he is able to monitor people and just be more aware of everything. Whereas I, in his words, I don't think before I speak, but that's just who I am and I'm not going to change for anybody. But at the same time, I should want to at least meet him halfway. And it's a, it works both ways. You he know? should be willing to put in as much effort at communicating and seeing my side, getting on my map, as much as I'm willing to try and get on his map. And getting on someone's map is actually a concept in coaching that I bring up quite frequently. And it's essentially putting yourself in another person's shoes, but you're not only doing it from their point of view, you're doing it you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, Every single way you can be and experience the world, that's how you're supposed to see things through their eyes. 
I have no idea why I was, I didn't think of it until today, trying to meditate and try and get on my friend's map. And I did that today. And oh my gosh, I realized where he was coming from. I realized, you know, how he saw things. And, you know, from his point of view, because he isn't very emotionally there on the level that I am where I'm so emotional and he's not. Yes, he does care for me, but he cares in different kinds of ways that I'm traditionally used to. I'm the kind of person who their love language is physical touch. So he doesn't really like hugging people. He'll hug me. And I never realized how big of a deal that was until today when I got on his map. And I just feel so terrible for not seeing it until this point in time. I actually viewed up until today things that he did as not caring because he doesn't have any, he hardly shows any emotion. He has the same monotone tone, doesn't really show any facial expressions, is, loves to mess with me and everything. And it's just like, it's so complicated and it doesn't have to be, but you know, it's just the way I'm interpreting things from my eyes and I just need to learn how to get on his map but it's a two-way street. He needs to learn how to get on my map as well. So I would say to anyone who's having an issue with communicating with another person, you know, any kind of relationship, whether it's platonic, whether it's romantic, it doesn't matter. Try and get on their map, view things the way they do physically, and try and get into their mental and emotional headspace. And if that's hard for you, I would honestly try and practice this because it is not an easy thing to do. You will need to try and do this maybe, I want to say, two or three times until you fully understand and grasp where they're coming from or at least where you think they're coming from. And then, of course, you need to sit down and talk to them about it. Talk to them about how you're feeling, why you're feeling this way, and just map out your thoughts and have basically an outline to organize your thoughts and know what you're going to say before you say it. Because my friend, he doesn't like that I take long pauses and it's very dramatic. And, you know, that's just who I am. But I'm we're both dramatic, but in different ways. He and I are just total ends of the spectrum because he's very mysterious and moody and just you know, the opposite of basically what I am because with me what you see is what you get and I'm a very bubbly social butterfly kind of person I love that he and I just click on so many things but he and I are different enough to do our own thing and be okay with it and for the longest time it was just the two of us and there was no outside forces impacting anything we did but now that I have a roommate and he's always here at the house, you know, he's interacting with my roommate. He's interacting with my friends. And honestly, I did get jealous because it's just like up until this point, it's just been the two of us. And I have no idea how to go about this new kind of chapter in our friendship. But I've been working on it. I'm way better at it now, especially because of the communication but again, it's a two-way street and that's just my opinion and I need to express that to him and communication is so important and just being honest with the other person and I don't care if you do it in person or over the phone, preferably in person because it just shows them the, the lengths you're willing to go for them, at least in my mind. Everyone's different, but in my personal opinion, doing something in person speaks volumes compared to just doing it over the phone and then doing it over the phone 
is a little bit better than doing it over text. Because if you just, you know, communicate with someone over text, you never call them, you never see them in person, and you just drop some bomb on them, you know, or try to have a serious conversation, it'll never work out. They'll never take you seriously. Because honestly, who would take you seriously if you're just communicating over text and it's not as personal as it should be? So in my mind, the more personal you make it, the more respect I have for you. If you do it in person, I'll have hella respect for you. If you do it over over the phone, that's perfectly fine. Respect is still there. If you like break some hard news to me, like you break up with me over text, you know, that's just an example. I will not have a shred of respect for you because you didn't have the guts to say it to me in person and basically take responsibility for the outcome, you know, is reap what you sow, essentially. This is something that I'm needing to work on with my own personal friend. And I feel like we're making progress just because the communication needs to be there. And I feel like it's slowly getting better. It's not to where I want it to be, but it's just improving and every little bit helps. It truly does. So in coaching, I've already addressed the concept of getting on a client's map. We as coaches have to be able to relate to our clients in order to give them the best advice that we can. And it's easy for me to give advice to others, but it's hard for me to take my own advice at times. And that's why there's coaches for coaches. That's why there's therapists for other therapists and they specialize in that because they're able to understand them on a different level. And I just feel so blessed that I'm a part of this tribe and community in the Health Coach Institute because there's Facebook groups and there's live events twice a year and you're just surrounded by your tribe and they give you the best advice and they make you feel loved and belonged and wanted and it's just this amazing fuzzy feeling. So I need to work on my communication skills with my friend which isn't always easy. They say communication is key and that is so true There are other elements involved that make it hard for he and I to communicate, but as long as each of us are willing to put in that effort to improve things, it can only go up from there. When each party is willing to put in that effort, things are guaranteed to improve. However, if the effort is only one-sided, hardly anything will be improved. If anything, things can possibly get worse because a fight can break out if you call out the other person or if the other person feels like you're pushing them too hard. The both of you need to be able to go on each other's maps or put yourself in each other's shoes, so to speak, to relate to one another, to see the world through each other's eyes and be in that headspace. So I'm going to be going into Life Lessons From now. So Life Lessons From is a pop culture reference where we're going to be taking life lessons away from either people, movies, TV shows, or music. And so for today's life lesson, we're going to be be taking a life lesson away from the movie Freaky Friday. So in the film, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan play mother and daughter, and spoiler alert, they switch bodies, making them live the other person's life. This teaches them what it's like to literally be in one another's shoes, experiencing their struggles and ultimately learning from one another. Of course, this can't actually happen, But what we can take away from this movie is you don't truly know someone until you put yourself in their position. This can be a challenge, but I believe through communication and understanding, you can get to that point with another person, ultimately improving your relationship. 
And with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Colorado Health Coach. Please rate, review, and subscribe for more content. And remember to drink your water this thirsty Thursday and every day until the next episode. Bye!